And just, I mean, even going and doing these trunk shows still and seeing people's faces light up when they see the possibility of changing plastic and transforming it into this swimwear, having people feel it and touch it for the first time is still just an incredible feeling. And I don't think it's something that ever is gonna go away. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. On today's episode of Honesty Commerce, we welcome Caroline Denehy of Fair Harbor Clothing, sharing with us her founder's story. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I am sitting here with Annette Grant, my lovely co-host, and we are welcoming to the show today Caroline Denehy from Fair Harbor Clothing, and we're going to get an awesome inside scoop of, of her journey and her story as an entrepreneur. So welcome to the show today, Caroline. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to... I'm going to start doing these founder stories more. I, I feel... I, I love reading it from like the agency side of seeing like how people started their businesses and growing them up. So I'm sure that our listeners will love to hear you know, the story and the journey of these other e-commerce brands, you know, their contemporaries. So if we could, uh, let's let introduce the audience to Fair Harbor Clothing and, and kind of what is... What's the brand about? Like, you know, uh, what are you guys up to now? And then I guess we can go back to the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So my brother and I, actually, I'll kind of do the reverse. I'll kind of give you a little backstory and then go to where we are now, kind of give you a, a better picture of our journey. So my name is Caroline Danhe. And about four and a half years ago, my brother Jake and I started Fair Harbor Clothing. We make exceptional swimwear made from recycled plastic bottles in effort to protect the places that we love in beach towns around the world and the ocean. So basically, my brother Jake was a geography major at Colgate. He was a junior in college at the time. I was a senior in high school. And just as a geography major, he was learning all about plastic waste, its impact on our environment and the oceans. Um, and just, you know, while sitting in, his, in the classroom, he became frustrated by the issue and wanted to do something about it. So he called me up at the time. And, you know, as a senior in high school, I was still passionate and very interested in the environmental issues. Um, so he called me up. We started brainstorming about ways to get involved in the issue. And we thought about, you know, starting a non for profit. And then all of a sudden we came across this polyester directly made from plastic bottles. And with that, you know, we really came fascinated with this new material that we found. And we thought about the different ways to use this polyester. We thought back to, you know, our bathing suits that we wore in a place called Fair Harbor, Fire Island, growing up, it's a small beach town off the coast of Long Island. And, you know, during this time, it's where we really learn to love the ocean and connect with it. It's where we learn how to surf and swim and we rode bikes around the island and specifically in Fair Harbor too, because it's such a small island. It's only about 100 yards wide, 20 miles long. So any plastic that turned up on the island and in the waters on the beaches, it really stayed there. So we connected both what we were learning in the classroom, you know, fast forward 20 years later to our childhood experiences in Fair Harbor, Fire Island, and our brand was launched. So, you know, with the idea to be as sustainable as possible and to use our brand as a platform to speak about the mitigation of single-use plastics, you know, that's what the core values of Fair Harbor stands for. And so since our first production run in 20, I guess, 
2015 now, um, we initially got started by pitching in front of you know, a, shark, a mock Shark Tank competition through our university at the time, through Colgate's entrepreneurship program called Thought Into Action. So we pitched in front of you know, a mock Shark Tank with uh, panelists such as Jessica Alba and MC Hammer, Neil Blumenthal, Jennifer Hyman in front of the runway. And we used our... This, uh, you know, the funds that we raised for the Shark Tank competition to put towards our first production run. And since then, you know, we've just been going from production run to production run and constantly looking to, you know, improve the quality of our products and just kind of, you know, go from one production run and kind of just go from there. And it's been an incredible journey throughout the past, you know, four and a half, almost five years now. <laughs> I've got one specific question. So, how many times at the beginning were you guys? You know, there was some challenge, some hurdle, and you guys were like almost ready to give up, but you pushed through it. Oh, there's been a lot. You know, this industry of entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. Um, and as a geography major, Jake had no experience in the fashion industry. And as a senior in high school, neither did I. Um, so this whole thing has been an incredible learning experience. It's thrilling. It's, you know, it's definitely a test you constantly, but you got to kind of just always push through it and, Look forward to what's coming next because you never you gotta always like be on your toes um, because you know it's you never really know what's gonna come up uh, the next day but you know it's definitely thrilling and exciting but yeah it's definitely it's <laughs> a lot going on at times. Were you the grand prize winner of your mock Shark Tank there at your university at the university? Yeah, we we were that time and um, just the experience of you know this was as I said like four and a half years ago and no one had heard of. Turning plastic bottles into polyester, you know, even Jessica Alba, who is a huge sustainability act, uh, advocate and in uh, the fashion industry, you know, even she didn't have any idea of the idea of turning plastic into polyester. Um, so this was really, you know, in the forefront before plastic had really become a global conversation. So it was incredible to see the faces on not only the panelists but also our peers. And the students in the crowd who we pitched in front of, just the possibility of turning plastic into you know, products that people actually wanted to wear. Yeah, you guys have a fantastic you know, brand that you built here. You know, was this the first iteration of the brand? Like, Did you have this vision in your mind from the get-go or did it evolve over time? You know, It definitely started because we found this polyester and we wanted to turn it into something that our peers wanted to wear, you know, as I mentioned, but it's really become a platform to change the way people view single-use plastics and to try to change that, not with only you know our generation, but beyond that. And so, you know, we just recently launched our first women's line last summer. So we're continuing to kind of expand our products, but also stay true to why we started it in the first place and our core brand values. So you know, we have it has you know kind of expand a little bit. But at the end of the day, it has kind of stayed true to the core goal of the of why we started Fair Harbor to begin with was just to transform single-use plastics um, into you know, new products and give it a second life. Absolutely. So if you could jump in a time machine and go back to when you guys started this, what would be like the number one piece of advice that you gave yourself? You know, it, it's just something that we've learned is to fail quickly and then to move on. And to learn from your mistakes. I think that part of this industry is to kind of test things and give new trials. Um, but if they don't work and if things don't work within our company, 
to change them quickly. Um, for example, you know, we first had Velcro, but our factory um, <laughs> actually didn't sew down the Velcro. They just glued down the Velcro um, in the fly of our first iteration of board shorts. And you can imagine when <laughs> put the board short in the washing, ma- washing machine a few times and that Velcro with the glue starts to wear down. So we had you know, people having real issues of the Velcro coming off. Um, and you know, <laughs> it wasn't great, but we realized too, we need the, to change the closure of our board shorts. So now uh, we actually don't, we have a, a closure that doesn't even involve Velcro or anything like that. It's just automatic that no one even has to think about the closure. So with that example, you know, just thinking back is to, to fail quickly and fail fast and to move on from your mistakes and to learn from them. Yeah, you don't want a wardrobe malfunction on the beach. That's probably worst, that's probably worst case scenario. <laughs> and that's scenario. been giggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably I went to another space there when I started thinking about that for your for your customer. You know, oh, oh, trust losing me, you know, part that's of where our heads went. And we <laughs> took them back immediately and you know, gave people their refund money, but then also you know took them to our local seamstress, <laughs> paid a certain amount of money just to fix the problem because we knew that was our mistake, um, and sent them back uh, with a brand new pair of board shorts that were actually sewn. In the Velcro. But I... <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting hurdle, but uh, one that we got past. <laughs> I appreciate that though, because that pretty much is worst case scenario. You know, that what happened to you and your customers and you guys just, you, you fixed it. You know, it's, yeah. it's something that's going to happen there. You're in, Absolutely. You're in swimwear. And, you know, look, like we're a young company. We're going to make mistakes. But I think that one of the most important things um, within our brand that we've tried to incorporate into our brand values is transparency and honesty. And when we mess up, we're going to acknowledge it. We're going to fix it. And we're going to you know, <laughs> pay you back or help you reimburse for that mistake. Because we believe too, as a young company, we have to do that. Um, we're trying to you know, create these customers, these lifelong customers, and not just you know, a, single, a single customer for one product. Um, so that's incredibly you know, important to us as a brand and as a, as a company culture. Did you sit down you know, often before you building the brand to talk about the type of community that you wanted to build? I mean, obviously you're going to have like-minded individuals with, with your product, but how much time and energy not only went into the product, but thinking the brand all the way through in the community that you're going to build? No, that's a great point. Um, thank you for bringing up that uh, too, because so Fair Harbor, Fire Island, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. So Fire Island is basically an island and it's composed of several different towns. And something incredibly unique about this island is it brings people from all walks of life. You can be all the houses basically, you know, are similar from one another. Um, and it's a place where, you know, firefighters living next to bankers from the city and families and single people, you know, just looking to go into onto the island to have a good time. So basically it brings people from all walks of life. It's this incredibly inclusive culture. And we try to bring that to our brand as well. So we're based off of you know inclusivity and you know, trying to find a way to bring in people from all walks of life. And, you know, while that does, yeah, while that does, you know, we're not trying to look just to bring together like-minded people, but also people from different walks of life too that could kind of come together around the brand of Fair Harbor Um, and kind of this timeless, endless summer mentality too. But also, you know, the idea that we want to conserve and preserve these beach towns. And that also brings in another community of, you know, activism around these, these beach towns and actually, you know, creating change and picking up waste and plastic and trash wherever you see um, an effort to, you know, create a cleaner, a cleaner future. 
Um, so I think there's two components to that community of both the inclusivity of the island and also the community around actually the activism of picking up plastic and trash in the community in the places that we love. So I am now a, I've been a fan of the brand. We've talked before. Uh, there was another iteration of before the podcast. There was an interview, and that's actually how how we met. Um, but I'm glad it's a podcast now because it would definitely get a lot more out of it. So I'm on the website right now. These shorts, these the one short, these look so comfortable. No, they are. They're actually uh, one of our, our best-selling products. Um, so we call it the one short for every sport. It's actually a cotton and poly blend. So it feels like a normal cotton short when you pull them on. Um, they're super soft. Really, you know, just lends itself for every type of thing throughout the day. You can swim in them. You can work out in them. You can go to dinner in them. You can sleep in them. <laughs> you can really do anything. Um, so they've been great for us. Um, and they've been, yeah, a huge hit. We're actually... Uh, sneak peek. We're coming out with three new colors this uh, upcoming season too, which we're really excited about. That's fantastic. So I, this is actually a kind of a good uh, tipping point here. So hopefully those of you following along, uh, hopefully you're not driving, but you know, go to the website, check out the one short. And there's some cool stuff on this webpage here uh, to kind of get a little more nerdy. Yeah. So, uh, so I see that you have 105 reviews here on, on the one short. How do you find that social proof uh, helping you guys out with your business? Absolutely. Um, reviews have been incredible for us because I'm at least for myself as a consumer too. You know, I want other people's validation that you know they like the product, the the fit is good, the the quality of the actual fabric is there, and I personally want that validation, and our customers want that too. And I think you know we can speak to the exceptional swimwear that we that we produce, but I think it just brings so much more validation to when our customers um, write a review. And it's it's really exciting actually too to to see these reviews pile up. And you know, <laughs> my brother too, he just constantly and our partner John, he gets the reviews constantly coming in into their emails. So it's exciting for us to see too as a small brand the validation of our, our customers, both you know, the customers that we've had for years that have seen the improvement of the of the product. Um, and kind of the lifeline of them, but also the first customers too that you know buy a, a pair of board shorts for the first time and love them automatically. So it's cool just to see the the d- two different type of people too that write the reviews. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms. So setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler Specialist. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. So I've got a question. Do you know when you guys launched the um, the review campaigns for, for these products? Was it when the product went live itself or was it did you add it in after the fact? I just kind of want to set some expectations for our listeners. Like you got to start somewhere. And- oh, absolutely. We just actually um, instilled, installed the review, um, I believe, last spring. So they've only, it's only been live uh, for about a year. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's the one thing that I find a lot when talking to brands. Uh, you know, they're like, well, we want reviews, but like, we don't want our products to not have reviews. We feel like that is doing a disservice. I was like, well, there aren't reviews now. 
you know, it having no reviews is the same amount of disservice. Like you got to start somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, those have just kind of been compiling up throughout, throughout the year. And, you know, we definitely, we wanted to, as I said before, that validation, we wanted to give that validation not only for, for ourselves, but for other, other customers too coming to see, to see the product. So it's, it's worked very, very well in our benefit. Um, and looking forward to, you know, continuing to grow that platform as well. Absolutely. I also see here that you guys have, um, like a, what is the proper term here? Like you have this quad pay on here. So it breaks the price of the short into four interest free payments. Uh, have you found that to help the business as well? Um, we haven't seen as much engagement with that, but it's a, you know, it's a nice offer, nice feature to offer as well. Absolutely. It's, it seems like a hot topic these days. We've talked to quite a few people about those alternative payment methods and how they empower the customer, you know, to their buying power to be able to split it up. Uh, but I definitely think it's uh, marketed at younger people. Uh, college students don't really have credit cards. They just have checking accounts sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely nice to give that option for sure. Absolutely. Go ahead, Annette. Besides selling online, uh, where else do you sell your product? Do you have wholesale accounts or... Yeah, so we're actually in about uh, 40 wholesale um, accounts, primarily um, in the Northeast and up and down you know, the East Coast. And we've been you know, continuing to grow our wholesale, but our main point of sale is our website. Um, so that is where we do uh, most of our sales and everything. And well, you know, our, our retail business, our wholesale business is still kind of young, but we're looking to, to grow that in the future as well. You know, primarily too, Jake and I, uh, we started the company on trunk shows. So we have done basically about 150 trunk shows since a year since we started this company. Um, and that was extremely helpful too in just kind of getting the word out, meeting new customers, getting uh, feedback face-to-face, and just kind of growing the brand organically. And as we expand the company and continue to grow, you know, our website has been our, our main channel of commerce. Yeah, I've got a note here from you that you said that Shopify and its ability to sync that inventory for you at those shows was like a game changer. Oh, absolutely. That's primarily why we switched to Shopify to begin with. We're using another platform before, which didn't have the inventory. And just, you know, between our website sales and what we were doing in person, it made it basically impossible to keep track of our inventory. So this was incredibly helpful and useful for us as a young, young company, constantly going in many different directions. So that absolutely was a game changer and it helped us out tremendously just to be more organized. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Do you think that getting on the ground, doing the trunk shows has really catapulted the brand much quicker than just having an online presence? So basically, Jake and I would go to small beach towns and do trunk shows and pop-up shops in surf shops and retail spaces and really just tell our story, tell why we started it, where it's going, um, explain our product. And I think that it really did bring the brand to life for people who had never heard of us, which you know, as a small brand was, was many people. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was instrumental to starting the brand. And you know, as we grow, it's still always going to be a part of our business. Uh, maybe just not as big, but it will always be um, part of our business model for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I just want to point that out. You got to put in the work. I mean... <laughs> When people launch brands and they push it online and then they just don't do anything, no one's going to come find you and, and just give you money. You got to put in the work somehow. And you guys getting out there and actually hitting the pavement, I, I applaud you for that. That is definitely putting in the work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we had a, a lot of long days, you know, in the sun and 
in the in retail shops and stuff, but um, they definitely definitely were worthwhile in the end. Um, exhausting at times, <laughs> but uh, definitely worthwhile. I mean, you guys picked an awesome niche, though. Like, I'm not going to complain about going to visit a bunch of cool beach towns. <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, we had fun while doing it. And you know, Jake and I, and you know, our partner John too. That's why we all started this company and continue to push it forward. Is because we love what we're doing. We love the places that we go and the impact that they're having, the people that we're meeting, and it really is just inspiring to see the change start to happen. Now, just within our own company, but outwards, and just I mean, even going and doing these trunk shows still, and seeing people's faces light up when they see the possibility of changing plastic. And transforming it into this swimwear, having people feel it and touch it for the first time is still just an incredible feeling. And I don't think it's something that ever is going to go away. Oh, absolutely. Now, we spoke about this last time that I, I talked to you. You had uh, quite a few book recommendations. And I've actually since then, I think I've read of one or two of them. But uh, let's share those with uh, our audience. What are you reading these days? I actually just finished the book Swell um, by Liz Clark. And I don't know if any of the, the listeners have heard of it, but it was amazing. So basically, it's about this female captain and she set sail to travel the world on a sh- on her own sailing boat. And she basically, she has a few crew members come on and off the boat just when she's going from point A to point B or B to C. But basically, she's doing this world trip by herself. And the experiences that she has, the people that she meets, just kind of how she develops this relationship with nature and her surroundings is incredible. And you know, not only that, but how she discovers herself and these times of turmoil where she's at sea for days and she's stuck in a storm. It's just really inspiring. And it, I think too, with modern day culture, where our senses get diluted a lot of the times and we're just kind of numb to you know, not only just like the weather around us, but how we feel internally in our bodies and our breathing. And just reading this book, I think it is a reminder of why we need to be in tune with nature and our surroundings and, you know, just what we do with our bodies too, and on an individual basis as well, you know, that goes to to what we eat, um, what we drink, what environments we put ourselves in. And I think it's just like a really great book to, to kind of become in tune with that again. Um, so I definitely recommend it. It was Extremely exhilarating. I finished it within, I think, a day and a half. And I was talking all my family members years off about this uh, trip on vacation. So it was was a great book. I definitely recommend it. Sounds like it. I Mm -hmm. personally am scared of the open water. Not like... (laughs) I mean, like of the ocean. I'm not scared of like a lake. Because I don't know. That's That's a me problem though. Sharks? It's not even sharps. It's like more of the void. Like what's down there? I, I get that. <laughs> it's it's actually funny too because I get extremely seasick, which is awful. I I hate it. <laughs> and um, so I think this book was also very romanticized as well because I would love the idea of sailing in these open waters. But um, literally looking at like a glass of water jiggle, I get seasick. Whenever I go surfing, I take like. Dramamine before I go out and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's really unfortunate, you know, owning a, a swimwear company and getting seasick, literally just like swimming in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that is such a hilarious juxtaposition. Awesome. So let's get back to entrepreneurship. You know, I, I your guys' journey is fantastic. Were there any other parts of that journey that really stand out for you that you think that you could share with our audience? 
Yeah, absolutely. So when Jake and I first started, as I mentioned a few times, you know, neither one of us had any experience in the industry, knew what we were doing, um, but we knew we had something and we knew we wanted to kind of push it through. Um, because at the same time, like we started this as a school project, essentially, within the entrepreneurship incubator at Colgate. And we didn't really have anything to lose. You know, we were both in school. We didn't have a, a lot of money invested at the time, but we wanted to see what we could make of it. So, so I think a, a memory that really stuck, sticks out in my mind um, is the first time where Jake and I actually created our first sample. So, as I mentioned earlier, neither one of us had any experience in the fashion industry, knew what we were doing. Um, but we knew we had an idea. We wanted to see where we could take it. So we had we ordered our initial you know s- sample fabric. We took it the garment district in New York City. We were running around from sample factory to sample factory, um, trying to just convince someone to make us a short. Um, we finally did. Well, we were <laughs> paid a stupid amount of money, but it was a little little too expensive for what it should have been. But you know that's okay. We placed our order, and a few weeks later, we received our package with the first sample. And I think holding that concrete and actually like, in our hands was such an incredible feeling. Have an idea and create something with it. And so that night, actually, Jake tried on the sample in the shower, um, and you know he couldn't even come out of the bathroom that night because he's like Caroline. He yelled from the bathroom, he's like Caroline, you know this is way too see through. Um, can't really do anything about this, but let's find a way to make this work. So we did some more research. We found a fabric that you know wasn't wasn't transparent when uh, it got wet. Um, so that was a good thing. But that was just. It was just so the experience of it entirely of having an idea, going to the factory, make, having a sample made, testing the fabric, and then just kind of improving it was just kind of this whole process. But it was incredible just to kind of see it come into fruition. And it, yeah, it was that was definitely a, a part of the journey that I think will always stand out in my mind. Awesome. Yeah, that story is amazing. So uh, before we let you go here, is there anything else that you think uh, that would be fun to share with our audience? Any last minute tips or tricks that you picked up along the way on your journey? Yeah, I think that just, you know, a lot of the time, um, and I think growing up, my parents just always kind of taught me that, you know, if something didn't work, that didn't mean you failed at it. That just meant to find something or find a way for it to actually succeed. And um, I think just kind of... I've kept that lesson with me. And I know Jake has too. Where just to kind of try something. If it doesn't work, fail fast and look to improve and find a way to make it work. Um, That doesn't mean to stop. And it doesn't mean that you're a failure if it just doesn't work the first time. I think that's something that we've brought to to our business model. Um, And just to kind of find a way to keep improving and changing... um, and I think too, that's just kind of something that is always kind of stuck close to us. But it's been an incredible journey. We're excited to see where Fair Harbor takes us in the future. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the upcoming, upcoming months. We've got a lot planned. So stay tuned. <laughs> and where can our listeners find Fair Harbor? What's the best place? Yeah, so our, our Instagram handle is at Fair Harbor, F-A-I-R-H-A-R-B-O-R um, or just fairharborclothing.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice.